it's flash ash time. Flash uh, let, me, let me scoot up. <laughs> We're literally live. Like it? Good. Uh, so I like when we went through and introduced ourselves. So we're going to start at the top with Jesse. Tell us a little bit about yourself, sir. Hi, my name is Jesse and I do this podcast. Ooh, it's very insightful. Uh, to the man in the burning building below. Uh, What's this? Oh, you're talking about this? Everything's yeah. fine. Everything's fine. What's your name? <laughs> Oh, my name is D, uh, aka Black Zordon, and I'm glad to be back uh, here uh, to win the Splash Hash. It's a competition okay. now. I just made it that. <laughs> All right, we'll see. And uh, sliding on over to the ginger gentleman, your name, please. My name is Dr. Corey Petty, and I got in. <laughs> <laughs> Were you paid to say that? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I just do laugh at it. You don't know what it means. <laughs> oh, that's, okay. That's, that's from Tron. The Tron background he's got. Whenever you explain jokes, it makes them a lot more funny. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, I don't. I remember. used to imagine what it was like. You need to go. Oh, yeah. Then, and then I got in. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. In. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who remembers that? You even used I mean, another me, quote. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, I used to yeah. put a like and subscribe in the comments. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what the phrase is. Just do you it use again. another quote. Oh, yeah, we gotta base, say that. Slap into base. And I was like, slap what is base. this man talking about? And and then I finally saw that movie and I was like, oh, I get it now. So let's flash hash. <laughs> I don't think we have any flash hash catchphrases or lines yet, but we'll see if we can come up with them. Uh, flash mm -hmm. hash. I can hear myself somehow. So maybe put on some headphones or do something. It's never me. It's, it's, it's never, it is. Never you know what? It's never Jesse. That is true. I don't understand what you're doing. Whatever. It doesn't matter. What I'm doing? No, no, no. What Jesse is Always. doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, right now we're doing a little show called Flash Ash. We're going to get three topics. We each get two minutes to talk about them. And the first one of the day we have yet another crypto lender filing for bankruptcy, BlockFi. Some might say there's a little domino effect going on. Uh, so, busting oh, out the headphones so that they don't Corey's work. Not upset. <laughs> they're not even plugged in. They're just they're just brand. only aesthetics <laughs> for aesthetics. Everything's good. Well, uh, Jesse, why don't you go first? You've got two minutes on yet another crypto lender filing for bankruptcy, and go. All right, so BlockFi was bailed out by FTX and also had exposure. Uh, oh no! <laughs> I felt like for the first time he was getting on a roll too. He was going to use his time. Oh, oh, he's yeah. back! Wait, he's back. he's back! You were definitely what, what, frozen. What did I leave? What did I leave off on? Pretty much the beginning. So why don't you just start over? Oh, I'm damn reset it. right. your time. So, it's good. Right, You're so, gonna so do what even happened, better. What happened was FTX uh went bankrupt and BlockFi had exposure to FTX because BlockFi had financial problems and FTX opened up a credit line of 250 million for BlockFi. So when 
FTX declared bankruptcy, again, BlockFi was affected. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> Money dried up. Okay. Yeah, but like, how do you feel about it? You're supposed to talk about how you feel. Like, what you're oh. opine. Do whatever he wants. It's just two minutes. I, I don't have any exposure to either because uh, I custody everything myself. So golf clap. I don't. I don't. I don't feel any sort of like. I sorry for those people. That sucks. Custody. That does suck. That's it. All right, we got an, about a minute left of that Jesse time if somebody wants it later. But uh, nice. D, your two minutes starts now. All right, I want to start off by saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, uh, can't fool me again. Never get fooled again. So don't think that's how that saying goes. That's the exact continue. quote from George Bush Jr. The exact quote. That's what he said. He said it on the world stage. He said that. Anyways, president. He's actually not a junior because it's HW and then W, but that's okay. He's not. Oh, that's right. That's right. George Bush, baby Bush. We'll call him that. Real. So anyway, sorry. My point. My point is this. Um, I mean, these exchanges. I'm starting to think there's a business model in it because it happens every single bull cycle. One of these exchanges is like, oh, oh, sorry, we're broke. We're going to have to file for bankruptcy. And then all these things start coming out like it was an inside job. Somebody had the keys. The money was sent somewhere. And then crypto starts tracking the money. And it's like such a broken record at this point. I don't understand what to tell everyone listening to the show. Besides, you need to custody your own crypto. You need to use DeFi. And guess what? If you're not getting the prices you like in DeFi, then you don't get that trade at that point in time. You just don't get the swap, buddy. Sorry. But would you rather hold your money? Uh, would you rather have someone else hold the keys to your money and then lose it or lend it out and not be able to pay it back and then they can't pay you back? And then some lawyers just get a bunch of money because they're trustees of a bankruptcy that's your money? It's like, come on now. Come on, stop being stupid, everybody. Uh, stop being dumb. Um, I have, I'm, I'm where Jesse, where I custody mostly all of my stuff. I custody, I don't custody just enough for, for liquid stuff. I want to send somebody some money. I want to impress a family member with how awesome Coinbase is. And they're like, oh, I didn't know Five crypto seconds. so easy. Uh, BlockFi sucks and don't use uh, centralized exchanges. Have say sex. <laughs> I mean, not bad advice. The man there. All right. Dr. Corey Petty, two minutes <laughs> starting now. Two minutes. All right. Um, is that the new verbiage? Like uh, I custody things? Uh yeah. Safe sex. All right. Anyway, um, yeah. This is this is old hat. Finance bros come in and finance on top of blockchain, uh, do stupid finance shit and then pay the price for doing stupid finance shit. And with your money. For some reason or another, people are surprised. And it it isn't, and then like for because they're doing it on top of crypto, they're just doing regular finance because it's not leveraging crypto; it's just using it. Uh, they call it crypto and blame crypto. The only difference here is that because of the transparency and the ridiculous, like, uh, risky assets that they're trying to do this with, and the greed associated with it, that they go down and there's no bailouts. And yet we still call it crypto. So like, I think it's stupid that this keeps happening and people are surprised every time of 
finance people doing finance things, doing getting caught because they're greedy and preventing and, and then committing fraud and people lose their money despite everyone from the mountaintop screaming that everyone should be custodying and holding their assets to themselves unless they basically need to use a centralized exchange for the purpose of moving it from fiat to crypto, which is arguably the only thing they have to offer these days. I guess there's leverage. If you want to get extra greedy, you want to start participating in like derivatives and, and leveraged finance, or you want a trading desk that looks a lot like what you're used to in traditional finance, but that has exposure to these assets, which is just finance. And so like, I don't know, it's all stupid and garbage. Uh, and unfortunately crypto takes a bad name for it, despite that's not the purpose of it. I just want to use a little bit of my, my one minute to say Ooh, that yes. FTX really appealed to people who aren't within the crypto echo chambers. And so they used Larry David, they used Tom Brady, Giselle Bunch and his wife, Shaquille O'Neal, Steph, uh, Steph Curry. So there's a lot of people. So yeah, I mean, it's it's not their fault, I guess. It's just they saw a famous celebrity and then they jumped on the bandwagon in the only way that they thought they, they could. Why is that the standard? Fucking Matt Damon told me to use something and so I trust it? I think Matt, that... Damon, Matt Damon should be asking people how they like apples and that's the only really thing that you should be listening to. That's it. Like... <laughs> I'm not taking financial advice from my veterinarian. Like, but you sh you would not? take it from Tom Brady. Yeah, of course she's a saint. <laughs> Bro, I think that people. The reason so it's a phenomenon I learned. In no, a very, no. Flash hash is over. Just flash hash. I can't that, go into that. Yeah, that one minute of extra Jesse time is up i let everybody kind of take I, it but moving it. On. cliffhanger for you audience you never get to know what i was gonna say it is a, they're gonna be crushed you can find uh, out on a twitter space though. <laughs> twitter space could be coming to you all right next topic we have um bringing games to the blockchain we've got uh, magic the gathering putting this paper game up on the blockchain some other Games going. I think Corey's already interested in it. So, uh, Jesse, we're going to start with you again. Two minutes starts now. Uh, so, I'll just rehash the article. So, it's a mini game within blockchain brawlers, and you use four cards to essentially enable your character to perform an action, and it's turn based. And that's all uh, there is to it. It's a card game, turn based card game, just like Hearthstone and uh, Magic. Mm hmm. And then the the NFTs associated with it are your characters and your actions. That's it. I don't I don't think that I have any interest in playing it. It since I mean it, it would would cost money to play. Mm -hmm. so like I don't know about that. I play games Jesse's, to have fun, not to spend. I'm going to use Jesse's time because he's clearly giving it. <laughs> he is that guy that you interview on a on like a like. On like a local scene and he doesn't say anything he's like yeah i saw it mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of experience you with that unfortunately <laughs> who was it it was it was a guy <laughs> i mean i did right. see it happen all right uh, i don't know how, how is your experience like I'm, I'm gonna break the two minute mold for a second and i'm gonna ask Ooh. you guys 
we'll get how was how has your experience been with any nft turn-based card games wait 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 before we get to that let's let everybody have their turns no that is their turn come back to the we extra talk time. about both stop trying to break the game no bro. that we're gonna do the actual part and then we can come yeah. back to yours Breaking you don't get to change the game i'm yeah. in charge and d's gonna talk about it hopefully with a little bit more detail what is <laughs> i love that term i need sorry I just no go ahead uh two minutes oh it's my turn all right yeah. games all right so oh, i feel like such a uh, archetype but my mom told me a long time ago <laughs> she said you want to be involved in things that don't go away and i was like what do you mean mom and she was like you like to make stuff toys there's never not going to be kids make a toy sell the toy and i was like oh, that's very good advice and she's like yeah you know i'm good for things and i said thanks mom and people are never going to want to not have fun and people are always going to love money so i do like that gamers are like doing this hard push against DeFi. i'm sorry against nfts and games and against crypto and games but sorry gamers you're gonna lose there's a lot of people with a lot of money that goes deep i'm talking like cartoonish deep all the way to china deep like and that's not like that's not a conspiracy theory thing it's, it doesn't literally go to china i'm just saying they have deep pockets <laughs> right and people love spending money on games they love having games around to have fun with and the very second somebody unlocks the formula to get people to spend crypto on the games or have to have a certain type of crypto to buy a really fun game or do really fun things in a game it's game over no pun intended Pun definitely intended. wasn't it yeah um so uh, what i have to say about this is it's really cool it's really awesome that it's the the maker or the founder of magic i used to play magic the gathering it's a really fun game um i've spent in my lifetime probably a couple thousand dollars on magic the gathering facts it just is that it's that fun to play right so when it comes down to if somebody unlocks that formula it's not going to matter how many people are like oh nfts crypto it's just going to be fun and people are going to spend the money to play the game. Uh, NFTs and gaming is a no-brainer. Um, and as soon as somebody cracks the formula, it's game over. All right. Uh, Corey, I am sure that you have plenty to say about this. Your two minutes starts now. Yeah, so I'm going to probably, I don't know, I, I lean on both sides, both of these, these, both of your opinions here. Um, for one, to answer your question, Jesse, um, NFT games have sucked. My experience with them yeah. has been terrible. They're going to get better. Uh, that being said, they're new. And how we understand how to use these things, the standards that build them, the interaction of crypto in general sucks. And all of those things are going to get worked out eventually. Uh, I've played a couple NFT games that were actually really good because, they, because the game virtualized most of the assets and then when you wanted to remove them you could so it gave you a way to leverage the value of nfts which is asset tracking and ownership without having to for you to experience the like terrible quality and how you actually integrate or in, inter, inter, interact with the chains themselves and that'll get better over time and what d said and is that like people will spend money on games for the unlock and the rarity in the in the provable ownership of these types of things. I've spent countless hours playing games and to get loot 
and then making money off that loot in like the Diablo three auction house and a myriad of other games. And there's something about that dopamine hit when you get a rare item or you're playing a game against someone else and steal their shit or whatever. And card games are kind of like the most popularized version of this with between magic the gathering pokemon go ugo all those things right and they adapt really well to the nft standard so that you have real asset tracking and ownership to these types of things so people can have more provable way of trading and owning and, and having these things i don't know how he's going to move it to like an actual paper game and keep that connection though all right jesse you did have 45 seconds left did you want to try and still ask a, a question so pokemon go i i didn't know that they have nfts for that but don't it's just the same concept it's just okay. you're all you're doing is doing asset tracking on a blockchain as opposed to you're using a blockchain for permissions and asset tracking yeah mm. and that's it and like digital like actual digital scarcity as opposed to relying on valve uh yeah so like the, but but magic right so like i was holding up this when he was talking so the magic mm -hmm. cards you can actually port them over like they they have a digital version of the actual physical yeah, that's cards. new that's new yeah though. can i will eventually go on a block yeah yeah time. take some of that time you got 10 seconds i got to plenty of time question? oh go for it. the answer is no i haven't played an nft game that is like user friendly or fun <laughs> so we're all waiting we're all waiting for that Good game. Here's hoping one will come along and will satisfy all of you. All right. Uh, last topic of the day cloud computing, uh, using the blockchain to try and help fix it and see if that's actually possible. So, just, a short article. Well, I mean, just the topic in general. You could have opinions. Like we said, opinions are always welcome, kind of the crooks of this. So, Jesse, two minutes starts now. So I know that Akash was a project that was trying to do something similar, uh, but I don't really know what happened to it. Does anybody know? Yeah, they're still operating. Okay. Yeah. So for a handy host computer, you can actually leverage. You can have a dashboard for running Akash network. Okay. So I don't know what differentiates them from that. Um, I know there's a lot of uh, decentralized uh, data projects. So like uh, Filecoin, Arweave, Storage, Sia geo all of them mm -hmm. um, but i don't know what specifically differentiates this product from all the other ones again um we yeah. don't have to talk about this product but blockchain in general you think it's a good idea to yeah, add it in great idea why i think people have people have leftover storage on their computers that they may not use and they're looking to monetize that um you know some people also want more control over their data whether that means uh, storing it uh, through contracts that um, entitle them to storage that's available on other people's computers or providing, you know, their own computer, their own resources in terms of compute and storage to do the same thing for other people. I think that's always going to that's that's always going to be a, a viable uh, business model. Um, it's just it'll be interesting how they execute on it because it's it's already been attempted many times. But nobody has, I guess, made it easy enough for normal people to uh, contribute and kind of get that same sort of uh, experience that cloud, like centralized cloud providers provide. So, 
right. You only had like 14 seconds left. So that's, that's impressive. The Jesse record. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, D, what about you? Two minutes. Uh, I mean, listening to and learning from our other shows we were doing on data, uh, decentralized data and the data layer. Uh, I took this a little differently than just data. I thought it was just specifically talking about like cloud computation, like throwing stuff in and then it's spitting computation out. And I mean, I would love for that to be decentralized, but I'm kind of too ignorant to know uh, what exactly why. Like I read that article and it looks like four companies are running the show right now. And it's the same companies we all know, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, uh, what was the other one? Let me cheat real quick. An IBM. I didn't expect that. I expected a different one, but Amazon, Microsoft, like they're running the show right now. So we're at the whim of them. Uh, and just personally, as you know, even in the businesses I work with, uh, if that cloud goes down, everybody goes home. It's a day. It's a, it's a wrap, right? So if there were a, a way to provide a robust decentralized cloud computation and maybe blockchains involved, maybe it's not, um, where it's just a little bit more live because that does happen. It happens about a 10 to 12 times a year. And those days suck because everybody wants to get, get to work and go home and they can't, right? So if there were anything that were a little bit more robust where it happened like two times a year, uh, then it would be dope. But until then, I guess we just had to pray to the Microsoft and Amazon gods that their cloud computation is going to help us do our jobs and get things done. So that's all I have to say about it. Not, not a really good opinion because I'm a little too ignorant on the technicalities of it, but it does feel like a good thing to make that more robust. So right. there's some D time for you. <laughs> Ooh, no, that's all right. <laughs> Sounds better. I was, time. I was not gonna <laughs> sounds, mm, sounds mm, give me that D time. <laughs> Leaving everyone satisfied. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Corey Petty, two minutes. Go. So this is somewhat of an area that I was formerly an expert in. Um, and there's been a lot of work throughout the years, even when I was in high school, on the concept of distributed compute. Um you look at like SETI at home, protein folding at home, these types of things you could run on your PlayStation, which is basically like in my, when, I, when I'm using, not using this device, it, my little CPU PlayStation crunches numbers and then sends back data to some centralized place so that we do distributed work over and over again. The problem with this is that the work you send out to these things can't communicate with other systems doing the work. It has to be what's known as embarrassingly parallel. Um, so you give us thing, a task, it does the task and send it back and never communicates to anything else in the process. And that's limited to a specific subset of all the computation that we do. And so when you're talking about data centers and people at home doing this type of stuff, it's for a specific type of work and not all work. So it's never going to take over all compute, but what it does do is allows people to, uh, leverage any spare cycles they may have and hopefully get paid for it. For SETI at home and protein folding is always just altruistic. People are doing it for free. Uh, this is a, an avenue that people can maybe get paid for it. Uh, this was one of the earliest ICOs. It's called Golem. No, Do you yeah. know about them? Probably mm. not. It didn't work. So like, like that marketplace and the proof of 
did you do the work as opposed to did you pretend to do the work to get the money is actually quite hard. And it's akin to kind of the data availability um, situation with distributed data. It's just, I think, even more difficult for arbitrary compute. Uh, and, I, and I'm happy that big players are trying to do this because it's a better way to potentially do it uh, across the ecosystem that allows people to kind of use their computers a little more better. A little more better. Put that a little on more better. Phone. Put that on. That's the scientific way of saying that. <laughs> more uh, better. You were also a former expert. I was. I mean, it's been ten years. So, like, what I used to know is probably a little outdated. But there is some general trends that I'm good at. Hmm. All right. Paying for large compute time is something I'm intimately aware with. Aware of. Well, that was Flash Ash, everybody. Good job. Flash Ash. I'm talking about Flash Ash. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs>